Okay. Because I don't want us to go too far onto the whole VFX and then spend like, you know, 40 yeah. minutes on that, you know? But anytime if we're going like a little bit too, if Warner Brothers is brought up though, yeah. I well, have nothing to say about Warner Brothers, so that's, okay. that's so totally we'll, up to we'll you guys. Just, we'll just uh, skip I think it just all gloss together. Over it. Just gloss over it. Just gloss okay. over it. Gotcha, gotcha. I said I have nothing. I have nothing to say about them. So my focus is on Marvel. I'm just, I'm just gonna gloss over real quick, Lance. I'm like, all right, this, this, that. All right. Okay. We're gonna fade to black. All right. All right. You guys, ready? Yep. And in five, four, three, two. What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV-related news and topics. I'm your host, Andy King, and as usual, sitting to my left is my co-host, Adrian, and of course, sitting in control room is the technical director, the big man, you know him, you love him, Mike! <laughs> How you doing, guys? Finish the name! <laughs> Finish the name! Cards! I really wish I had like a pad to just be like, boing, 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 like a sound So, oh, start playing the John oh, Cena yeah. theme? Yes. <laughs> 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 or, or do you think I would get sued for that? Uh, I think we can play like three seconds of it. Yeah, I think we got three seconds and we got to cut it. Yeah. Just like the first four notes. <laughs> <laughs> and then just done. <laughs> yeah, so how are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Pretty toasty. Yeah, always. Yeah, 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 like it's always, always. It's always toasty in here. You know how it is in here. It's, yeah. It gets hot. It's the summer. We're Southern California. I know. It gets yes. hot. Can't wait for the winter time. Mm-hmm. And then it'll get warm. <laughs> Usually anybody who's like... All the ones that are like, oh my god, this summer's the best time. I love it out here. I'm like, shut up. It's the best time we are on the beach. That's it. That's it. That's the only time. Not when you're inland. Not when you're no. inland. It sucks. It's yeah. hot. It's sweaty. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> shut your ass up. But you know what's hot right now? Marvel. Marvel. Yes. yes. Yeah, because they just announced phase five and basically like parts of phase six as well. Uh, a little sprinkles. Yeah. Just it was like sprinkled. a little sprinkled a little bit, but it's... But phase it, five, they unleashed a they lot. They unleashed a lot. And it's it's so weird and interesting because to finish off the Infinity Saga, it took them 11 years. Yes. Do you want to know how fast they're planning to push through this multiverse saga? Super fast. Five. Five years. Damn. Five years. Yeah, I keep up with that attention span. No, but this is not like, oh, you know, we're just going to have very few films. No, it's the same amount of films. So it's the same volume of work, just in crunch time. Crunch time. But let's first, let's go over what they announced. So, yes, of course, on. they announced Phase 5, which we're going to get Ant-Man, Quantumania. Yes. Secret Invasion, which is going to be Nick Fury and some scroll action going on. 2003. We get Guardians 3. May 6th. Yep. And then we get Echo, which um, was the spinoff character from yeah, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. So that's I'm, I'm not. I was never into Echo anyway. So a movie really or a show? Into, huh? It's a show. Okay. It's a show. Yeah. I wasn't really into Hawkeye. Who was? No way. Yeah. No yeah. Really. Yeah. But Some anyways, yeah. Then we're getting Loki. Wait. Wait. Am I seeing season three? Yeah, they're saying season. I think it's just a typo. They mean season two. Okay. Yeah, I, was I about thought to say it, like what? On the poster, it showed something? season two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's season, season two. two. Yeah. Yeah. And Super excited about that one. We get Marvels, or the Marvels. The Marvels, so probably Captain Marvel as well as Miss Marvel. And uh, Photon, yeah. And Photon, yep. And then you get Blade. This is gonna, that's the interesting that one. one. That one's going to be... That's like the only one where I'm like actually like interested, interested in like how they're going to portray that. 
because they are, they're of course not going to go the Wesley Snipes route. Dude, we're, no. we're not going to get the sunglasses. We're not going to get the sunglasses, man. Are you sure? No, no, we might get the sunglasses. I was about we to might, say. We no, might no. get the sunglasses. No, no, the over the toss, over the shoulder no, no. catch. We, we might get that. We might get that stupidness. That's like almost like. That is the right type of corniness that is needed for Blade. What about the corniness of the, the blade? The no, actual sword no. itself. The, the sword, yeah, no. Sweet no. and nonstop. Yeah, no, no. Just, uh, we don't need all that. We don't need We don't need the Wesley Snipes Kung Fu. <laughs> we don't need that. I, I kind of want to see a little bit. No, I, no. At least like, the, with the blade action, I want to see at least like a Revenge of the Sith. You don't want to the type, no, no. you know, where they're just like waving it. Do you remember blade choreography? Yes, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I don't it, need that. I don't need that. It's It was awesome. Come on. No. It was just over the top. Where he just flips the blade like 60, 60 times, then puts it in, in this fucking little thing. Yes. That's all it like, was. I'll, I'll bring up a fight scene from Blade. I don't need this. I hope I we get the sleek leather jacket, though, because that I, shit was nice. Yeah, I would actually Yeah, oh, I would like the leather jacket. I don't want everyone in leather. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> Look how stiff it is. Dude, I need that cape. That, that, you need that cape flip? I need that cape flip. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that, that shit. Cape was Hell yeah. Necessary. I think it's nice. <laughs> Look at that. Just that. <laughs> you need that. I need that. <laughs> Dude, you even hear it too. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, think, you think the Foley guy had fun with that? Just flip the floor. Dude, basically he just took like his shirt sleeves and was just like, just, and just, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's basically it. He's like, all right, that's finished the day right there. I need the same amount of audio that they did in like Boondocks when, uh, when you had the stink meaner and the haters. Oh, the yeah. Hateocracy. The hateocracy. <laughs> I need that amount of flourish. Oh, right. I'll take that. I'll take that in Blade. I'll take that yes. type of flourish in Blade. But I do know what's this. I, I don't even know the actor. but Marshall Ali? No, not Marshall Ali, but uh, the one who plays Homelander. He's um, Anthony um, uh, Anthony Starr, yeah. So he's going to be Dracula. Really? Yes, they chose him as Dracula. Okay, All that's right. interesting. So. He's... I, I am so impressed by like, just a side note. I'm so impressed by Anthony Starr's portrayal for Homelander. Like that is his role. But I worry he's stuck in that. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, no mm -hmm. one will ever see him. Like, people won't accept him being, like, a nice living dad in a movie. You see what I'm saying? Because he played Homelander so well. Such a, a psychotic, weird, <gasps> asshole piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. I feel you. I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's it's still the right amount of time where it could possibly be. But I think it's, it's going to be a gradual change. It's, it's going to be a hard change for people to accept that. But I think him being Dracula would be a nice... Yeah, that'd be, that'd be accept, pretty cool. Because yeah. I mean, it's kind of an asshole character anyway, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next and then up. we're going up with um, Ironheart, which is coming out fall 2023. Which I'm surprised. That's still a relatively new character. But I mean, the more material you got, mm -hmm. the more you're going to show, so. Yeah. Mm. Do you think that people are going to accept that for as an Iron Man replacement, though? It doesn't matter. Yeah, they're not going to care. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if they're like, that's not my Iron Man. It's, it's not going to matter. Because aren't have, they still in development of arm, Armor Wars? Wars? Yeah, I think they're still working on Armor Wars. Yeah. Which I thought that was going to also be coming out for Phase 5. They did that. They skipped out. They skipped over that, didn't they? Unless they're going to save it for later down the line. Probably. It's probably going to be one of those things added in later. Maybe it's going to be part of Phase 6, but they just don't know yet. Mm, could be. Because yeah. so far, yeah. They only have like Phase 6 of just two movies. Yeah. 
And then, of course, we have um, following after Ironheart, we have Agatha, Coven of Chaos. So I she's could, getting her own spinoff show. I could really care less. It's a little interesting just to see how yeah. that goes with that character. Yeah. But yeah, it's but it's this more. This one, though, I'm excited for. Oh, Daredevil. They're yes. bringing yes. back Daredevil. My boy. Born again. And the original, Charlie Cox. Mm-hmm. Also, um, Vincent. Um, what's yeah, his, yeah, is yeah. it DeFiro? DeFiro? Yeah, you just butchered that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I probably that. butchered the shit. Yeah, but the yeah, 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 bring it back to the King Bay. So both yeah. of them are coming back. I so. love it. Absolutely. And rumored, supposedly, uh, what's his face for a Punisher? Frank um, So, yes. Yeah. The, uh, John Berthnall? Yeah. Yes, John Berthnall, yes yeah. he is coming back. He is coming back as Punisher. Okay. So, oh, they got, damn, they got them all back. In and that. they did say that the Punisher would still be TVMA. Okay. Damn, see, we yeah. need that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, makes sense. You can't do a Punisher without see, it. I remember I was having an argument with someone where they said like Disney Plus will never have TVMA stuff. They were yeah, Deadpool like, and Logan. Yeah, and there. I was like, just wait, just wait. They're they're gonna push it. They'll get yeah. there. It's they have to test the waters for certain things. Yeah, I mean, that's they, all they're doing. They put out a content like warning to letting you know like, yeah. hey, we're gonna start putting these movies that are more mature and maybe even have R ratings. If you're okay with that, press okay. If not, it'll still stick to the original algorithm of like Disney movies and friendly. Fr- uh, Family friendly, family yeah. friendly movies. Mm-hmm. So I think they're okay, especially if you own 20th Century Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In all of its in all of its categories, mm-hmm. you know, all of its catalogs, then you can't just pick and choose the family friendly shit. Yeah, no, yeah. you have to. You have to step up. But yeah, it, it seems it seems to be working out in their favor. You know, going up to that, it was just weird, like how much there was such a push against that for so long. Yeah. I yeah, because they try to stick to that, you know, it's Disney, it's family, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's, we but you are, gotta branch. you gotta, you gotta remember, you're a streaming service, you gotta yeah. branch out, you can't just yeah. stick to that. I and know then, there was a joke that was like, what if the first episode of The Punisher mm-hmm. is gonna show him getting stabbed, him turn around and be like, huh, didn't see that coming, punch the dude, make 20,000 more jokes, pull the knife out <laughs> with no blood. <laughs> Oh, that'd be horrible. Dude. <laughs> oh, they try to still with like the, yeah, the Marvel MCU humor in yes. this. Oh, that would, that, no, that would be bad. I'd be mad. That would, that would, that'd be pretty bad. Yeah. I would hope they'll still stick with like at least some of the same writers, like people who originally worked on it from the Netflix show. Yeah. You'll think that they'll bring at least those people back. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I really hope so. Cause that was, that was a solid, yeah. like every, like all, th- I liked all three seasons. Yeah. It was nice. But getting past Daredevil. Then we get the first Captain, Captain America for Sam Wilson now. Yes. Which is um, New World Order. Yep. I'm excited. And can't wait to see that. Loved him in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just, I enjoyed his performance. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. And then to end off Phase 5. Thunderbolts. The Thunderbolts. Which is basically Marvel's Suicide Squad. Yep. Not really, though. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, the government's regulated avengers yeah basically yeah consisting of uh u.s agent possibly well i don't know about red hulk now because since the actor is dead uh but obviously they also got abomination do you uh, think black widow i hope not honestly no do you think they're gonna do that dude we we said that they wouldn't but uh we were probably wrong already that's true at this point with the with the amount of with the amount of Power that they got over VFX artists right now? Mm. No, it's not even that. It's the power over money to, towards the families. Mm, yeah, remember that they still have to pay the family out for you know for mm, likeness. That's true. So if you say we want to use our likeness, like no, well we got about five million. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he money like talks. That. Money talks. Yeah. We will want to honor him that way. <laughs> <laughs> we just know that he would 
really like it. And I mean, if you donate a portion of that, that'd be really cool yeah. to a foundation and watch it just go to some like random ass, like <laughs> randomest fucking foundation. foundation that makes no sense. Not even like closely related. <laughs> it's like sweaters for turtles <laughs> or some <laughs> bullshit. He always loved turtles. He mentioned one time a Galapagos turtle. And from then on <laughs> Dude, out. That's it. That's all I remember. <laughs> That's all he'll be remembered for. It's fucked up. Uh, yeah, but also just going past phase five, Marvel did announce at least three. So it's three projects oh, they three. announced for phase six. The first, of course, will be Fantastic Four. Yes, that's Test. right. That's so right. We, we still don't know if it's actually going to be John Krasinski or not. I mean, there has been rumors that he has been like approached possibly to be a director. I kind of want that to be. But like I said, those are just rumors and we're not fully for sure. If you know that- what? I'll say it. I'll say, you know, I would be the one that people are going to hate. Bring back the original cast. Wait, no. Which original? Oh, uh, no. You're, the, talking, are, are you're talking about the 90s? No, no, no. The 15. <laughs> okay. Not the original 90s weird oh, fucking shit monster. <laughs> like Miles Teller. Um, oh, my gosh. Michael, Michael B. The, Jordan. The fan four stick. That one. Oh, <laughs> Okay. No, no, no. The uh, which one's the uh, yeah? I'm talking about the one with the Silver Surfer and fucking oh, oh you're talking about yeah. 2005, 2006. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The original. Okay, you're oh, with, uh, with Jessica Alba. Yes. You want to bring back Chris Evans? Yeah. Bring <laughs> yeah. Back Chris Evans. Dude, that'll be just like he finally gets away from Marvel. He finally gets away from the whole MCU. He's finally free, and then they just ring him right back with Madness. It's you like man. the Godfather Part Three. <laughs> Every time I want out, I'm pulled back in. You bring them back and they make that one stupid joke. Hey, you look familiar. Oh my God. (laughs) I hate it. Can we bring the terrible Fantastic Four? Oh, the shit monster. Yeah. The 90s one. Ew. Ew. Where is it? Yes. Man, I don't want that one. That one's so bad. I think it's on there too. Yeah, they have the full movie. It's on there for free. Yeah, yeah. I know they have the full movie. I mean, why would you want to... Why would you want to keep Look at that. Oh, yeah, the whole movie they have. If anyone who's listening, dude, we still got to sit down and watch, watch it. the entire 1994 Fantastic Four movie on YouTube. They have the full thing. Just to know that there are only 277,000 people that have watched it since 2018. <laughs> but just look at this beauty. Oh, look at that look lighting. That's studio harsh TV lighting. I just want to get like one clip of the thing. Oh, there it uh, goes. Look at that. You know what's crazy is that I don't even need to like cut back and forth out of this for possible. <laughs> <laughs> why do I get why do I get like Ninja Turtle vibes? Look at this harsh ass lighting. Do we guess you know reminds me of? Hellraiser? Oh, yeah, Hellraiser. Hellraiser lighting. Why? Uh, but I get, like, serious... The way he moved his lips, like, well, if you go back, <laughs> I got, like, Ninja Turtle vibes. Oh, yeah, because it's animatronic. Ew. Can you see, like, his actual mouth in there? I don't know. Do you? Maybe. Maybe with the scream? Yeah. Oh, is it the Ninja Turtle fucking... Yeah, oh, like... no. You see, <laughs> you see the first head inside let his me, mouth? Let me see. Hold... They blacked it out. <laughs> Why does he talk like I that? I know. Run out, you go. 
I don't know, sit down and watch it, yeah, we, guys, we do have to sit down and finally watch this movie. All I know is that for the Fantastic Four, Kevin Feige said it's not going to be an origin movie. Everyone already knows the origin, so they're not doing origin. Yeah, so yeah. I like that. Yeah, I, I really like that. I just, just throw that shit away. I like how they're just not fucking with origin stories of over over certain groups that yeah. you already know about. Yeah, like, it's at this point, it's just redundant. It's yeah. just redundant. One thing I don't shit. want is where they've been there the entire time. We just never, it's, you know. Oh, God damn it. You know I hate about. that. Yes. Like the Eternals. Yeah. Like they've been there the entire time since the beginning. I they're would like, really nah. hope they start the Fantastic Four film out in the 60s. And then basically towards the end of that, they get trapped either in the quantum zone or something like that. I will take that as an excuse. Yeah, I'll take that. Don't, don't put the Fantastic Four film in the early time, like in modern. Start that shit off in the 60s. Or what That's like their best storylines. Mm. Or what if they just came back from kind of space, some space bullshit? That's, that's still a cop out though. Like you were on space adventures and then all of a sudden half of existence disappeared and you just didn't do anything about it for five years. Or like half the team was gone. So they weren't able to come back into five years. They're like, they were stuck on the ISS station. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they were stuck on there. So they just kept sending more. Guys, anyone going to get us? Hello? (laughs) They just kept sending up Sandra Bullock's gravity to keep them company. Or, or the other cop out is, no, they're part of another earth. Uh, from another uh, the multiverse, from the multiverse, like that Earth had a Fantastic Four. Gross. I mean, we basically got that with Multiverse of Madness. I don't think they're gonna double beat that. Yeah, you don't never know. Like, you never <laughs> know what these writers like. Oh, they say fuck it. Yeah, but going with the last two ones that they also announced. So they, of course, Phase Six is gonna start off with the Fantastic Four, but eventually yep. it's gonna somehow culminate with, of course, Avengers: The Kang Dynasty and Avengers: Secret Wars. Hmm. That, no. That's gonna be cool. Avengers: Secret Wars is a massive, massive, massive comic book issue. It's one of their big comic book events. It's do you, huge. Do you think it's gonna be like one of those like part one, part two, almost kind of like what they did with Infinity Wars? Yes. Yeah, I like think they so. the Yeah, title. I think so. I think they're gonna do something like that. It's it's so much story to just cover in one film. And I don't think they're going to try to bog it down to one film. Maybe even like King Dynasty or would that be too much? No, I think I think King Dynasty is supposed to be in the middle of Phase 6. Okay. So I think what they just showed with Phase 6 is you got your beginning Fantastic Four. Somewhere in the middle, you're going to get Avengers King Dynasty. Mm-hmm. And then the whole multiverse saga is going to finally culminate with Avengers Secret Wars. Okay. So okay, so in their theory, their mind is Fantastic Four is the main heroes the one that's going to carry on the entire series. I think they're okay. hoping that Fantastic Four will carry on the series after Phase Six. No, no. What I'm talking about is like the idea, like, uh, like Iron Man was the the main holder of the entire. Up no, to- I don't think they're going to do that for Fantastic Four. I don't think. I think they're trying to step away from a one character holding the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they they want to step away, but they they should. They sh- I I agree. They should stick with that formula. Yeah. But you can already see the seeds of what they're trying to do is step away from that. And they're trying to really split it off into two different sections. Like I said before, they're trying to do the whole street level shit. Uh-huh. And then the Marvel cosmic, the gods and all that stuff out in outer space. Because they did announce as well that Daredevil and Spider-Man are going to be leading the charge in street level crime fighting. Yeah. So they're going to be have. So they're still going to stick to the earth level threats mm-hmm. of like street crime. Like, oh man, Kingpin's at it again. So you get all those. And then you have, oh man, 
the multiverses are about to clash into one giant incursion, and then we got to save the world from multiple other universes. Kang's at it again. You know, <laughs> you, you, know, you got to fit us somewhere in there. There's, <laughs> when there's no middle. yoked out Jonathan Majors. Dude, he's so fucking huge right now. <laughs> dude, I got to pull up that picture. Kang man. won. Kang dude, won. Kang won already, dude. That you can have that. Button, no, that's all you, bro. You that's got that, man. Jonathan Majors. So Jonathan Majors, well, he's still shooting or did he finish shooting for Creed 3? Uh, I don't know. But this is from the set of Creed 3. Look at, Look that. at that, dude. Look Jesus. at that. Dude, he is jacked. Dude put on pounds. <sighs> like I say, he's just there just casually just walking around. Not even flexing. looking at. Is that Michael B. Jordan next to him? Yeah. I want, tiny as fuck. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just the jacket. Yeah. But maybe I don't know. Maybe he's got to take it off. I mean, I think, yeah, I think they got to take it off to see. Because this man, huge. He is just, oh, jeez. Like, like, that's King. That's the King we're going to get. So this man basically doing two projects of King and uh, for Creed 3. So basically, he just used the Creed, Creed 3. To jack himself to up. To get jacked up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically. Jeez, man. Who is he playing in that? Uh, is he playing like a clubber? Is he playing Clubber Lang's son? <laughs> uh, I think the character's name is uh, Anderson Dame. Anderson Dame. Yeah, I think it's just a new fresh character they're creating. Okay. Because okay. yeah, I'm so, getting tired of like yeah, so -and -so son of son. Yeah, son of son. Yeah, yeah. It's it's getting dumb. Yeah. It's, like it's just getting over the top now. Yeah, but that is the whole culmination of what Marvel announced over at Comic Con, and it was it's a lot, dude. It's, it's so lot. much. Now keep in mind, like you were mentioning, like earlier before we started, is that. The last phase that we saw for all the way to Endgame, that was in a 10 to 11 year span. Exactly. Yeah. This is five, five years. years. Five like said, years. They, like, yeah, 2025, like May, May, uh, so, sorry, November 5th, 2025. That's supposed to be the ideal time for Avengers Secret Wars. So that's basically the same workload, but in half the time. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. That is so much work. And most people don't know, when it came to like Avengers Infinity War, there was 2,700 shots. Only 80 of them did not have visual effects. That's nuts. Now imagine keep doing that after project, after project, after project, after project. Oh my God, it gets fucking redundant. And there has been rumors where, I mean, I can't even say it's true because I don't even know how they handle working with so many visual effects companies, but they do, people do say like, if you mess up as a visual effects company working for them, you're blacklisted. Yes. Because it's uh, what started out. Like they ruin out, you. It's to the point to where they described it as, when well, I described it, but the Vulture, because they did a whole article, mm -hmm. it described as what turned from a steady trickle has now become a raging flood of a problem where mm -hmm. it's just been abusing these VFX artists to the point to where it's like, if you don't deliver on demand what we want in this amount of time, we're going to give it to somebody else and you're, you're blacklisted. Like and, that's it. And, and that's it, exactly what happened in one state. And the work is so extensive. It, I mean, yes. you watch these movies, you, it's crazy the like, same amount of visual effects they put in it. It's the, I mean, out of, you know, it's that, it's that idea of, I'm pretty sure y'all had a boss like this was you're easily replaceable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And especially since it's Marvel, you know, you got another studio, you know, probably, you know, honestly, uh, upper comer, but another studio says, oh, you know, do you want to work with Marvel? Yeah, we'll take him in. Then if yeah. you fuck up, like, well, you're done. Yeah. Hey, do you want to work with Marvel? So another, you know, yeah. a newcomer, whatever it is. But that's, I, mean, I remember 10 years back, mm -hmm. we had that issue with visual effects companies being abused. Mm -hmm. And we had that whole travesty with, you know, Rhythm and Hughes. 
the people who did the visual effects for like a pie. Yeah. Yeah, The actual, the tiger and everything, all that stuff. Now keep in mind, people who've listened, that movie won. An Oscar. An Oscar. For its visual effects. And then within three months after winning that Oscar, they filed for bankruptcy. People joke about like how like certain companies and certain industries, you you work and you go from company to company to company, you just keep moving around because that's the type of work. That's kind of like what was like working a visual effects company. Yeah. You work for a visual effects company for some time and then maybe they'll file for bankruptcy, they'll fall under and then you just hop up to the new one Basically. or they'll fire you to replace you with a new, completely new staff. Yeah. yeah. What's uh, what's messed up though as well is that because Marvel Marvel has... Marvel's pretty much basically monopolized the blockbuster movie Mm -hmm. around summertime. Summertime, there's going to be a Marvel movie and you're always going to go watch it. What's fucked up about it is that because you have so many of these different studio houses, of these VFX houses working in tandem, Mm -hmm. is that other ones that are trying to compete will underhandedly underbid what the other one said. So if someone's like, oh, hey, we need this, this, and this. Like okay, that's gonna cost a hundred thousand, and someone else coming hundred thousand. Well, we can do it for ninety. Ninety, we can mm-hmm. do it for seventy. Yep. Seventy, and, we can do it, and, it and you're you're, lower you're, you're and lower. cutting until at some point you're not even making a profit. Yeah. Yep. So now you're at the point to where it's like now, oh hey, I work with Marvel. Yeah, but now I just clocked in over a hundred hours in the last two weeks, and I haven't got paid for overtime, and I'm undersold on the amount of money that you owe me. So now you're underpaying your employees and overworking them for an increased amount of load, which is normally meant for 10 people, and it's going to two people. And that's exactly why the final fight in Black Panther was so, so poorly. Was so poorly done. It was so poorly done. Be- it was so rushed. It was so poorly time managed at the same time. That's one of those things like, if you're planning to work with so many different visual effects companies in tandem, mm-hmm. and expecting them all to share and work with the same assets and workflow to basically put together the exact same look alike and quality. Mm-hmm. You have to have a solid pre-production game plan beforehand before any of that should even be going. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's actually what this article was talking about as well is not only that is that you also have uh, a director problem is that Marvel is picking up all these indie directors, directors who, know who, nothing. who knew nothing about visual effects. Yeah. And they're like, and, and even says right here, it's kind of a little bit of a paragraph. I'll try and paraphrase it. Mm-hmm. They're saying like the main problem is most of Marvel's directors aren't familiar with working with visual effect. A lot of them have just done little indies, Sundance film festivals, yeah, stuff like that. never worked with VFX. They don't know how to visualize something that's not there yet. So they can't even do make-believe mm-hmm. and be like, oh yeah, I know how it's going to look. So they're going to shoot it this way. So they're coming up with shots a lot of the time causes a lot of incongruity. A good example of what happens in these scenarios is the battle scene at the end of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. The physics are completely off. Suddenly the characters are jumping around doing all these crazy moves like action figures in space. Suddenly the camera's doing these motions that haven't happened in the rest of the movie. It all looks just cartoony and it's broken the visual language of the film. Yeah. yeah. See, And that's, when I mean that's exactly why Marvel needs to have like kind of like a two director tier system. If your movies hugely focus on having massive amount of visual effects, mm-hmm. you need to have a director who can direct the people, the set, and the cinematography, and you need to have an art director or a visual effects director. Yes. They need to work in tandem, and you cannot have one person overpowering the other. No. 
Marvel really needs to work on that type of system of having visual effect directors on the same level mm -hmm. as the film directors because that key communication will help you get these films out at a better timely manner that you're trying to push, which is already insane, by the way. Yeah. It's insane how much you're trying to push out. Because yes. because I think we've talked about it before on previous podcasts where instead of developing a meticulous step-by-step -step visual, mm -hmm. a fine-tuning production of... Yeah, it's pre. Yeah, pre-production. Pre yeah, yeah. pre-vis. Pre pre-vis, pre-production. Yeah, yeah. They just go like, okay, we got the date. Let's start filming. And they're just like, oh, we're just going to make it up on the fly. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of the times, all these uh, reshoot happy executives are like, oh, let's just do this over again. Let's just do this over again. And he even talks about two as well, is that they call this pixel fucking. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they call it that VFX artists are tying game pixel fucked which is basically saying a term that they use that directors will look at what they're doing and be like, well, every little pixel, every little fucking little cube doesn't look right. And like that, that doesn't look right. It's like, well, just wait, it's coming along. Huh. It's like, well, that's not working for me. Can you just try this? So that, yeah. So they get way too impatient. They're looking at very basic renders that yes. aren't even close to being finished. And they have no concept of like, you have to add so much more to this to actually make it look real. It'll get to the level to where they say they'll want you to change an entire setting, an entire movement pretty late in the movie. Like we saw at Black Panther <sighs> where it's like, oh, well, that's not going to work for me. Why, why don't we just try it this way? Like, what's that's the big so deal? But like, sir, I'm recreating it from fucking scratch. Like, I'm drawing it digitally. It's it's a lot of work. It takes huge, massive amount of people just to work on one scene. So now we're reverting back into Uncanny Valley. Mm -hmm. Uncanny Valley has returned. <sighs> Unintentionally from VFX artists being lazy. It's not VFX artists being lazy. No, it's not. And, and here's also a different problem, too, that they have is... So a visual effects company does great. They're, they knock it out. It's like Weta, you know, they're yeah. doing amazing. They're like, yeah, you did good. You know, we gave you guys, you know, six month of previs for the first time. This next movie, you guys already got it. So we'll give you four. Oh, you guys knocked it out on four. You know, it was a little cutting close, but you got this, but you guys did solid. You know, next movie, you can do it in three, right? You see, they're always trying to like knock it yeah. down and really crunch the amount of like pre-production. Yes. Yeah. And it, it doesn't make sense. Like you would want to spend as much time in your pre-production to get everything right. Yes. And it just seems like they really get impatient. They're just constantly cutting pre-production time down. Yeah. Yeah. Because they believe, like I said, just, hey, you guys knock, you guys already have the assets. You, you can figure out a lot quicker. Yeah. It's like, no, we have to rebuild some of these assets all over again. Mm -hmm. You you want new environments. You want new sceneries. You don't want new physics, characters, powers. We're going to have to create like new type of particles. Like it's, yeah, it's different every time. No two projects will ever be the same. Then if they are the same, then you got a problem. Yeah, you do yeah. got a problem. It's And when it becomes to the level of that, now you're just, you're just treating your VFX artists like shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's horrible. And it's to the point to where like these guys are, are clocking in overtime, not getting paid for their overtime. They're having mental breakdowns because it's crunch time where it's like, oh, I, shit, I need to get this whole fight sequence between Hulk and fucking Ant-Man mm -hmm. done by next week. And they wanted to make it look spotless. I mean, that, but that's been like kind of a common practice that's been kind of slowly increasing in the inter entertainment industry, you know, in the last couple of years. I mean, think about like all the shit that like the game company Rockstar went through when they made Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. You know, where they push their 
game developers close to 80 hours a week, 100 hours a week, telling them to sleep in the office. You know, people getting in car accidents, driving home because they're just so stressed and just so overworked. So tired. Yeah. yeah. It's like, is it really worth it to put them all through this and then, oh, wow, it's a big success. Awesome. Great. And now they get a breath of fresh air. Like, oh, my God, it's finally fucking done. And then you give them the next project next week. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, no. Well, at that point, I would j- just quit. Well, I mean, like, so you always got the, the head boss on top. Remember, they're the ones Who making all the money. don't know shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't know shit and they're making all the money. The fucking old heads that are still working with crank cameras. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, and they're, they're all they're, all they're doing, all they're worried about is their, is their profits. That's it. They're Remember that's their fucking portfolio. Yeah. That's all they're worried about. They're not worried about the, you know, the human in the bottom of the, you know, the mm-hmm. chain. Well, and I, they know that, oh, you know what? Oh, this company fucked up. Well, hop on to the next one. Well, and I also think is the fact that like, I mean, before not many people, especially studios, focus too much on the visual effects yeah. companies. They're always the last minute thought guys. But now since like Marvel and these big blockbusters have such huge match of scenes, mm-hmm. like, like I said, you talk about with the bidding war, it's, it's now popular to get your visual effects company in as early as possible. Yeah. But now you have so many different companies flooding the whole market that everyone's hungry looking for the same type of jobs. Like you get to those bidding wars and it's just, at the same time, these companies are hurting themselves too. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're underbidding themselves like, hey, mm-hmm. we can do the same work, but for less. Mm-hmm. Does do visual effects companies have a union? Is I there a visual effects union? Ask. I don't think they have a union. I'll look it up. Let's see if there's a, I don't yeah. think there's a union. If there I mean, is, then they're fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> the film industry doesn't have that many unions to begin with. There's like sprinkled here and there, but mm-hmm. I well, mean, lately they've been starting out a few of them. But not enough to cover the entire industry. Let's see. Um, the UK? There's a yeah. It seems like there's a UK one, but I don't know if there's have any like American unions for visual effects companies. No. Uh, let's see. VFX workers no, that's joining with yeah, our yeah. entertainment colleagues to form. Oh, they're forming. Oh, they're so they began to form. To form. It okay. says right they already got a website, vfxunion.org. Okay. We are VFX workers joining with our entertainment colleagues to form VFX-IATSE, the Union for Production and Facility-Based VFX Workers. Okay. No, they're trying to. Okay. okay. At least they're now trying to unionize. I mean, that makes sense because, I mean... And the, the picture they're using is a Star Wars, which is Disney. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Fuck, dude. Of course they would. Well... Say what you will about Disney. They do have good unions for their employees. Yeah, they have pretty good unions. And they usually don't fuck with those unions. Well, I mean, they're using the one the one big house. Yeah. ILM. Yeah. You not fuck with them. Yeah. You, you don't fuck with them. Mm-mm. But that's one of those things like, yeah, they really need to figure out how to solidify a better practice and a better place in the film industry. Because right now it still kind of feels like the Wild West with visual effects. And it's going to be for a while, honestly. Yeah. For a while, we're going to see just the bidding wars for yeah, for a good time. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's crazy. It's so much work for them. I mean, look like, what happened to the company that did, um, who, which they did what they're supposed to do, was the fucking, uh, did um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah. I forgot who was the visual effects company for that, but after they made the first mistake and then they fixed it up. 
the fuck the it wasn't even their mistake. No, they followed they guidelines. Followed guidelines, and they were told what to do. They were told to follow a specific concepts, which was dumb. They and, turned it in. They it was approved mm-hmm. through the studio. Through the studio said, "Hell yeah, this is perfect. This is what we want." <laughs> and they got fucking Sonic with fucking teeth. Yeah. Do you think like the studio, like after they got the bad reception, they went to the visual effects company? What the fuck is wrong with you? Why do you make this? Bitch, you told me to make this. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm I'm sure they did that. Just walked in, fucking kicked the door open. At that point, then you just gotta cue in that scene from uh NWA from straight out of Compton. Where up? it's just like, I gave you the product, give me my uh, money. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to get paid for your work. <laughs> Acting like I'm here and begging. <laughs> Yeah. Like, nah, you're not in here. At that point, do you think that VFX artists now are just so fed up where they'll just walk into the, the studio heads office like, are you going to give me overtime for the work I put in? And they're like, my hands are tied. And they're just going to come back with their posse, just bat in hand and just like, I'm just busting up what's mine and just fuck up the fucking posters in their rooms that just that they worked on. <laughs> like, only, man. take it out of my overtime yeah. <laughs> only. that you owe yeah, me. Only. There's only like very few comp- like visual effects companies who have that like power. Is Weta one of them? You get Weta, you get ILM, and I'm pretty sure Image One is starting to get up there, which they're the ones who did the crazy um, Logan. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, with X24. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, it's, it's, it's so insane how much work we're gonna be seeing coming out for all these studios to work on, and I know it's going to affect the quality. I yes. know it's going to it affect the is. quality. Yeah, yeah. It definitely is already affecting For the quality. For She-Hulk, it already is. It's already to a level where it's uncanny valley. Uh, I, won't, I, I won't say... I won't... M- Say that for I don't want to talk about the shows because shows that's a whole different. The type shows of budget. it's, it's, it's going to be a lesser. budget. It's going to be a way lesser budget. But like even when I was watching like Thor, even when I was watching Multiverses Madness, I'm like okay, here's, I'm picking here, out a lot of scenes now that look off. Here's one thing: Why the fuck was Jane's helmet even VFX for the first for the beginning of it? Like if you notice, like when they're walking yeah, through, yeah. The, what's the name of the place where all the gods are? Uh, the omnipotent city. Yeah, omnipotent city. Why was her helmet VFX? It was, I think it was VFX like most of the time. Like, why was that VFX? Why was yeah. that needed? I mean, it's, oh, just, I, it's the same thing. Like, I, my, what? I was, I would say it's, it might be my theory, but they never knew if she was going to have the helmet on or off or if they're going to do that thing goes. Yeah. If they're going to have that multiple times during a take. Well, it's like, again, that's why you sit down in pre. I mean, you yeah. know, like in Avengers Endgame, their quantum suits, all that was fake. Yeah. They weren't even wearing that. They're wearing their regular costume clothes. Yeah, because they couldn't figure out what, to, what the design was until yeah. it was too late. And I think that's where they're going with now. It's really getting into that territory like, fuck it, we can fix it in post. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. We're in that now. We're literally living we're now that. Like in since, that professional setting. Since we're back around to the, you know, they're releasing so many projects within five years. Mm-hmm. That's all they can do. Yeah. Fuck it. We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. Because they, you know, one, you know, once one project's done or at least, you know, previous filming. Well, next one. Then next one. The next one. That hurts my soul. Yes, yes. it does. I want a t-shirt that says fix it in post. Oh, uh, yeah. They do have those shirts. Yeah, I want one those. of those. Yeah. I definitely want one of those. I feel like if you're a director and you're an executive, and you have no idea how to shoot with visual effects in mind, and you say, we'll fix it in post, then you need to come in on one of the days where we need to fix it in post, post. and you get to do 24 frames. Oh, just have, no, just have them do keyframes. Just keyframes and key rotoscoping. Frames. 
That's it. Keyframing or rotoscoping. Just have fun with that. I mean, keyframes, rotoscoping, and you have to do it at least for one minute. Mm-hmm. One minute's worth of a scene. I mean, you've dealt with that in the past before. It sucks. <sighs> where you had someone just tell you, oh, well, I were, yeah, where I, I worked on a pro, I was a visual effects director for a specific project, and they, they had an idea of what they wanted to shoot these fantasy scenes, and they didn't know how to. They, they, they didn't understand the concept of. They thought you could just put the, literally put the camera on a tripod facing the green screen and have the actors do the, all their stuff without even thinking about cinematography, trying to match scenes perfect for perfect. Lighting. Lighting, or even a plan of what the things are going to look like in post-digital. So he's literally already shooting on a green screen. And then while he's shooting it, He's writing down notes and then he'll talk to me like, yeah, I want this and this and this. And I want this to look nice and awesome. I was like, but you just shot this on a tripod in front of a green screen. Like, what's the concept of the cinematography? How long the scene's going to hold? When do the scenes cut? Like, what do you want? And then he wants like a dragon coming out and flying. It's like, wait, so you didn't even shoot anything for that. So that's all going to be digital and fake. So you want a dragon flying through armies fighting, breathing down fire with no visual cues for me to go off of. None. Zero. Fuck it. That's, that's <laughs> atrocious. Me, I remember Dean telling me something about like he wanted rocks, but wasn't sure he wanted rocks, but then he did want rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He literally had a George Lucas moment. <laughs> he wanted rocks, but didn't know if he wanted rocks. Yeah. So he then wanted to get that rocks added post-digitally. So I had to post-digitally add rocks. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, I, I had a fucking George Lucas for him. That's some bullshit. Okay. I, then I say that anybody who wants to shoot visual effects, they need to be able to, one, learn how to shoot it. But if you still don't, and you're still keen on, oh, we'll fix it in post, then you need to join on one of the days where it's fixed in post and work on a fucking scene from that and show you how fucking long and tedious this is. Oh, you did 24 frames? That's awesome. Guess what? That was one second. This whole scene is 20 minutes. Yep. And this needs to be done by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I, got, I got a suggestion. Uh Anytime someone says fixing a post, you get slapped in the back of the head. 100%. Yep. Absolutely. I, I agree so. with that. I, agree I with absolutely that. agree with that. 100%. Well, I think that's going to be a good place to close. Do you guys have anything else to add before we close off? I mean, we pretty much covered yeah. a good job. I mean, it's only it's only trying to figure out what uh, what comes next. Yeah. But all I probably have to say is if you're watching these movies, don't be surprised if there's some lesser quality of visual effects compared than what the last 10, 11 years were. Exactly. You just, it's, it's what happens when you push so much work out in a short period of time. Yes. We want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast. I'm curious on your thoughts on tonight's topic. How do you feel about all these new movies coming out in such a short period of time for Marvel? Do you think the visual effects companies can handle it? You can leave a comment below if you're watching this on our Next Junior YouTube channel. If not, we'll be putting this up on our open forum on our website at www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red band podcast for our listeners discuss episode topics and various other film related news we put out episodes every monday for audio listeners you can find the red band podcast on itunes amazon music spotify iHeartRadio, and of course our website which i'll say again 
www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red band podcast. And of course, before we switch over to Mike, we have our core sponsor. Yes. Audible. Audible. That's right. Audible, the leading provider of audiobooks. They have over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from. This week I am reading Why Do I VFX by Vicky Lau. It's a really good book and it basically talks about, she does talk about that kind of stuff like why do people still work in this industry when it's not all glam and glitter what people think it is. Hold on, go back to that really quick just so I can... Bam, right there. Boom. Why, yeah. do, why I do VFX. Yeah, and I mean it is one of those things like you do question like why do people go through all this abuse and it's like at the end of the day like you're doing something you love yeah and you're getting paid for it yeah but anyways yes that's the book i'm reading so you can visit www.audibletrial.com forward slash red band for a 30-day free trial you get one free credit good for any premium selection titles you like yours to keep forever the audible catalog also contains podcasts audiobooks, guided wellness, and audible originals. So go check out www.audibletrial.com forward slash red band. That's right. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash R-E-D-B-A-N-D red band. And as usual, before we close out, Mike has those nice end notes for you guys. Yes, as always, and as I always forget, or well, I guess that's what as always means. <laughs> Let me just redact that really quick. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> as always, I always mention that you can be able to watch the live versions of these podcasts on our YouTube channel located at nextjourney.com, uh, or sorry, nextjourneypro, or even like nextjourneypro.com, where you'll be able to find us under the Red Band Podcast capital red band then podcast where you can be able to see us like banter whine maybe even some cry maybe curse a little bit maybe talk about some weird shit that has nothing to do with the topic basically go to youtube watch our live versions don't forget to like and subscribe share with some of your friends and family if you think they'll like it not to mention we do have our patreon account that's right Patreon. Patreon account. And all the different ways you'll be able to listen to us are all going to be at the end. I believe the link is now with every episode. Yep. So you'll find the link to our Patreon account in all our episode links descriptions below. Yep. And it will also bring up all the incentives, the different incentives that come up with different subscriptions. So whichever one you're interested in would be great. Whatever subscription is going to help us no matter what, because the more subscribers, more content, because we want to keep doing this for you and be able to bring on future guests. And so more subscribers equals more guests. So don't forget to like and subscribe. And do you want to do the send off? Um, or, I mean, that's just the usual I do. I mean, you guys heard from Mike, so please like and subscribe, man. We'll see you next time. Later, taters. My knees are sweating. Everything's sweating. Everything's sweating. Yeah.